She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode and I'm super excited. We've got Brad Williams today and his website is Over 40 Fitness Hacks. So if you are over 40 and you want to lose weight, then this is the episode for you. And if you're not over 40, don't worry, you'll be there soon enough. You still (laughs) need to listen to it and you're going to get lots out of it. So Brad, welcome. So good to have you. Yeah, thanks Chantel for having me on. So just briefly tell us a real quick of how you got into this story and how you got into fitness and fasting and and weight loss. Yeah, so uh, I grew up here in Central California. Um, Dad was a medical doctor. Mom was a nurse. I already kind of had that healthy upbringing, you know, at least as as healthy as you can be at that time period. And uh, I just ended up down here in Orange County for school uh, with a business major uh, always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and, you know, run my own business and, you know, years of different jobs and ended up, you know, loving personal training. I was already doing that on the side, got all my certifications. So, you know, got enough money and just went for it, opened up my own gym. And that was about 14 years ago. And since then, just, uh, you know, a rocky entrepreneurship ride of doing business in California uh, and uh, expanding with some investors and then kind of all the different law changes kind of pulled us down to about one gym. Um, and then COVID was kind of icing on the cake to push a lot of us, you know, into the online world, which we had already started. And uh, thus began began my online training uh, realm and as well as uh, podcasting. But, uh, you know, kind of my whole niche of, you know, the last 14 years of my life has always been the the over 40 crowd. That's just who, who was coming to us, who were comfortable training. And, uh, you know, the why I started the podcast was, you know, all the all the different issues that my over 40 crowd was having back then when I was that young, you know, 20, 30 year old trainer and tell my clients, you know, you need to work harder, run faster, you know, get clean up your diet more. That's why you're not getting these results. And, you know, lo and behold, I hit 40 and, uh, you know, also with a, a back injury from something, you know, non non-related to fitness, just a freak accident. And all these issues are happening right at 40, just like everyone said. And now now I'm in the same boat, like, oh, my God, it is that hard to keep the weight off. And look how much effort you have to put in now. And not only that, but you have less time. You know, I've got some injuries I have to watch. I have family and I have a kid. It's just everything they were saying. Now, you know, it's come full circle to here's the the, the personal trainer stud that, that's now in the same boat. So, you know, I've got that personal training mindset you know, don't quit. So I've found all these different fitness hacks that have worked for me. And just my whole new philosophy, even with training is just working uh, smarter, not harder. So that's kind of, uh, you know, the last 14 years in a nutshell. Mm. Well, one of the things I love is that you are a huge proponent of fasting. And I will tell you, I work out, I'm one of those people, I feel like I'm extremely motivated. I'm an extremely motivated person. And I, no one tells me to get up. I own my own company. So nobody tells me like when to work. I work all the time. I just, I'm very driven, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to working out, I don't like to work out by myself. So I actually have 
basically five different personal trainers that I do small group classes and workouts because I don't, I'm just not motivated when it comes to working out and I know I need someone and I don't want to think about it. I just want to like, I think about so much. I lead so many people. So I don't feel guilty where I go five days a week, I go to the gym and I want you to tell me what to do. I don't want to have to think about it, right? But every one of the trainers that I have, you know, I work out in the morning and now I started even working out, doing a second workout at lunch. And, you know, the trainers that I have, they'll be like, you know, what have you eaten so far today? And I'm like, it's 12 o'clock. I haven't eaten anything. I've had water and black coffee. And you know how all the trainers are. They're like, they're not a proponent of fasting. And so what I love is that you are a personal trainer and you actually believe in intermittent fasting and believe in fasting for people over 40 and have helped so many people with major weight loss. So one of the things I want you to tell me is, and I'm going to read a few questions, but I want to really talk about the gist of people constantly saying, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, was doing really well. Like I, in the beginning, I lost a bunch of weight and then now I've either gained some weight back or I'm just in a rut. What would be some of the reasons why you would say people are not losing weight? Like they think they're doing the right thing. And, mm-hmm. but if you took a video camera with them and you like videoed them, you'd say, here's the top five things I see people doing all the time. And you're like, no wonder why you're not losing any weight because bop, 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 bop. What would that be? Yeah, so it's kind of hard to put in a couple of things because there's so many buckets and it's, you know, kind of all starts happening after the the 40, you know, age gap. But, uh, you know, one is, you know, as we age, our bodies are holding on to more fat for survival. It's just part of our genetics. And, you know, every single person that gets to that, you know, 40 year mark, some, some are earlier, some are a little bit later. But that that seems to be the reason why everything's slowing down on purpose. So that's just, you know, part of our genetic, you know, makeup is to be able to, to start ch- changing our, our body structures to go for survival. So we don't like that, obviously, because we like our aesthetics. But, uh, you know, that's that's number one. And then also uh, cortisol, you know, the hormone that's just so rampant with, uh, you know, stress, physical stress, mental stress, emotional, everything. So, you know, not only, you, you know, as a personal trainer, not only are we seeing someone not doing the right types of workouts or maybe they're doing too much because that's also a problem we see with certain people, but you can't even start there yet until you, you know, you uh, pre-qualify a client and, and go through some of those things. Like, how's your stress levels? How's your sleep? Um, how How is your mental state? Are you happy? Are you sad? You know, those things matter first. Then we get to like, okay, here's the personal training principles. And, and we and we start going through, uh, you know, what kind of stuff are you doing? A, a typical one I see a lot is, you know, runners. You know, runners, you know, when they were young, could go so far and so long, they start getting certain injuries on their knees and hips, they have to start slowing down and they haven't done any type of, you know, weight training with, you know, building the muscle mass, which, you know, of course, being the personal trainer, I think it's much better and easier to keep the weight off doing it that way. But, uh, you know, teaching someone new like that, that's not used to it, you know, building lean muscle raises your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, which will help you burn more fat at rest. So not only are you burning calories while you're weight training, uh, you're burning calories because you broke down muscle, you have a hormonal response in your body, 
and uh, hopefully you're eating a lot of protein and your nutrition is pretty good. But the assimilation of protein and amino acids to build that lean muscle mass also burns calories. Then once you have that higher lean muscle mass, every day past then, your body is now has a higher BMR. So while you're sleeping, you're burning more calories. So it's like a three-pronged effect um, than what you get with like cardio. Cardio, you do your run or you do your cycling and you're burning a lot of calories and then it stops. There's nothing that much ha happens after that. Um, you know, maybe cyclists, if they're going a lot of uphill, uphill stuff, they, you know, they, they are building some leg muscles, but not, not the same as, uh, as weight training. So that's always a, a big thing. Um, and then just, you know, just calories being the next one, just people who are older, slower, they have kids, they have more work to do. Um, and it's just harder to keep your kind of your diet a little more on track. So. One of the biggest things I've discovered within the last year and a half was was fasting. And, uh, you know, I've done every diet. I've done every supplement. And uh, I was on the keto diet and still on the keto diet, a dirtier version of it. You know, not like horrible, unclean keto, but I'll just take a lot of days off because, you know, my whole stick is, you know, I want to enjoy my social life on the weekends. But adding in fasting has just done so much to to you know slow or speed up that metabolism, give your body a chance to simulate everything. And I've learned because of my you know back accident five years ago to slow down my workouts, be more mindful of them, uh, add that fasting, give your body a chance to simulate all that protein and clean up your arteries, um, my blood pressure all the way down, my cholesterol. My doctor couldn't believe my cholesterol went you know, 20% down in four months since I started, uh, you know, doing some of the longer fasting. But uh, the other the other thing is when you're on something like this is, you know, you need to slow down what you're doing. So another thing I preach is, you know, doing your workouts with a more uh, time under attention approach. And so what that means is, you know, lowering the weights on everything you're doing, slowing down the reps, and you get so so much more uh, quality of it, recruiting more muscle fibers. It's a more quality workout, and you can do it in you know less than twenty minutes versus the the standard of of our industry was always like an hour. Um, tell me what you see as far as food goes. Like as far as for me, the people that I notice is that the amount of fat that they're eating, because I think a lot of times with the intermittent fasting world, people are like, eat more fat, eat more fat, eat more fat. But one of the things that I see people doing is they're eating a lot of fat, but then they're also eating a lot of carbs. And that overall, if you looked at, you know, I'm, I am not a huge proponent of counting, you know, calories, but I also think if you feel like you're doing everything right, then we do need to look at your calories and see how much are you consuming. So talk about that a little bit to where if someone's like, okay, I'm working out five days a week, I'm building muscle, I'm doing this, where in their diet could they be going wrong? Yeah, so number one across the board is people aren't getting enough protein. Now, if you don't want to count calories or even do that, that's fine. At least count your protein. So, you know, we cannot build lean muscle mass without it. 
uh, with protein or aminos. And, uh, you know, going through someone's uh, diet, most of my clients, you know, for women, you know, just without putting any kind of weight ranges and all that kind of stuff, typically it's 80 to 100 grams of protein they need. And for guys, it's close to 150. And for the bigger guys, you know, closer to 200, no one's getting anywhere close to that, like half. And, you know, that's that's the number one thing to fix. Um, and then carbs being kind of the the second one, you know, we don't need as much carbs as as you say you need unless you are performing a high level like sport. So, you know, carbs should be switched to the concept of, you know, look for fiber. Well, okay, what's that? Well, fiber is basically carbs, but, you know, in the vegetable form. So way less grams of carbohydrates and you're getting all that fiber and it's still carbohydrates and your body can run on it and use it as fuel. Um, and usually for the over 40 crowd, you don't need that much. And then uh, last one would be fat. So I really, you know, unless someone's just eating out processed foods all the time or junk food, it's really hard to get a lot of trans fats. So, that, I mean, we obviously want to nip that one in the butt real quick. But other than that, you know, just, just checking on the client using healthy oils like avocado oil and olive oil. And, uh, you know, maybe if they, if it looks like they need to add some calories and, you know, like avocados and some clean, high fat foods, but that's kind of the order pecking order of going through a client's, uh, you know, diet. All right. This question is from Judy Riccio. She says, does matcha tea break? a fast. Thank you. So what is your opinion on that? So I'm not an expert on, you know, some of these supplements and everything. I'm not a hundred percent on uh, matcha green tea. Um, but I, but I do know it's, you know, it's a healthy version of caffeine and I'm just not quite sure if it, if it breaks the fast or not. Yeah, I would say no, as long as it, I would, if you had it with, I'd have to look at what kind of matcha green tea, but just, yeah. To put nothing in it at all. Um, I think matcha green tea with um is so disgusting. Yeah. Um, without anything in it. Um, I think it would be hard to have that with nothing in it at all, but that is pretty gross. Um, but I don't feel like that would break a fast. I'd have to look at I, I don't like matcha green tea very much unless it's like made with like coconut milk and like all this other stuff. So how someone could drink that to me would be hard. I'd rather just have like black tea or just straight green tea to me would be the better um, answer for that. Yeah. And I think, you know, matcha green tea has another component to it that, you know, a lot of supplement people love uh, called ECGC. And I can't remember what, you know, what the important factor of that was, but you can just supplement that. My my issue with uh, matcha green tea is it just gives me a upset stomach. Doesn't matter what brand I try. It just does the same thing. So for me, black coffee, just I feel great. I know I'm not breaking my fast. Um, but I think just the rule of thumb with anything you're using is, does it have a sweet taste? And that's enough to create some type of insulin spike in your body, um, at least from what I've you know kind of biohacked on my own and, and tightening up my fasting game. Let's just take a minute and let's talk about my latest discovery. Listen, this is the hottest super nutrient-packed product that's going to boost your brain and your overall well-being. 
First of all, as soon as I tried this product, I became a fan of it and was blown away by the immediate result. I felt focused, my mind was clear. It just doubled my mental performance. So this product has the superpowers of mushroom extracts and collagen. So it has four of the best health boosting mushrooms. It's got lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps, and reishi collagen, and Peruvian cacao. So when you combine all of these, the four mushrooms and the collagen, it is going to energize your brain and your body. It's called Kala Genius. So check it out, newtopia.com slash wasteawaygenius and use the code wasteaway10 during checkout. All right, this next question comes from Charles Kemp. I'm a 75-year-old male that has been intermittent fasting for decades, but not making a huge difference in my health and weight until I discovered that even diet drinks can cause me not to really be fasting. Since the 1st of September, I've been intermittent fasting, low-carb, almost keto. My fasting times have varied between 14 to 21 hours a day. I'm settling in on fasting to at least 19 hours a day and doing a very clean fast, working towards one meal a day. My greatest results have happened lately with stopping all snacks, even high quality protein that my my wife makes for me. I don't drink coffee. I stopped all diet soda. I'm not going to read all of this, Mm -hmm. but um, it talks about um, that now I definitely believe in a clean fast. So talk about what you've seen, like like someone kind of changing their diet into a cleaner diet. What what have you seen that's worked really well for someone? So you talked about just high protein. Like if you were going to give someone kind of like, hey, obviously you're not giving them a meal plan because we're not like into like, you know, do all that. But what would be kind of like if someone really wants to lose some weight, they want to clean up their diet. Give us some more tips on that. Yeah. So I'll kind of go through like the progression of everything I was doing. So, you know, obviously we talked about a high protein diet. Um, Not to mention if you are eating like real food, which you should be like any meats, you know, incorporating digestive enzymes was like a game changer. Seeing, you know, better muscle tone, your body getting a chance to break that down. Um, And then, uh, you know, you kind of find what feels good for you. For me, it was a, uh, I thought it was an 18, six, so 18 hours fast, six hours eating window. But for me, being a little bit bigger and having to eat about 200 grams of protein, that six hour time window was just a little rough. So. I kind of float into the six and a half to seven. So you kind of have to find what works for you. Um, and then another big thing, after you clean your fast, you know, like from like when I was talking about myself, I was drinking this detox drink, apple cider vinegar, I guess breaks your fast. Cinnamon will break your fast. I had all these other spices in there. So I had to basically just clean them all up and cut them out and take that during my eating windows. So during my fast, which is like I consider now finally a clean fast is black coffee, and water with some sea salt. That is it. And you're holding true to that until your eating window. And then, you know, whatever your diet is, hopefully high protein, um, that'd be the next step. Then the other uh, notion is, you know, I used to uh, fast all the way to about 2 p.m. And then you'll be done by 8, 8, 30, 9 o'clock, depending on how I felt that day. And 
you know, okay, I'm holding true to my fasting window. But the one thing is, you know, be, waking up in the morning, your body, you know, is, is uh, craving its nutrients and food and energy. You know, that's just part of the wake up cycle. And you kind of denying it kind of sets some other hormones off and, and, and your body kind of goes through these uh, cycles of, you know, burning more muscle than you should be in the morning. And, you know, the whole name of the game in my world is you need to build this lean muscle mass. They'll take you to that next level. But everything is against you on ripping that muscle right off you. You know, your body will prefer uh, burning muscle before fat if you're not doing the right thing. So pulling that fasting cycle down to earlier in the morning and finishing my my eating window uh, earlier in the evening took me to the next level. And that's just because of that, you know, waking up, your body wants to, you know, eat like a king, you know, by lunchtime, you eat like a prince. And then at dinner, you know, the saying, you know, eat like a pauper. And that was 100% true. And all I did was move that, you know, that fasting time down. And so that's, that's another thing. But, you know, the reason I was doing it so late was, you know, in the morning, I'm not, I'm not a big breakfast guy. I would go to uh, work, train all day, get home at five o'clock, and then I couldn't stop eating. So that's why I was using that system, just because until I went to bed by 11 o'clock at night, I'd be snacking all the way to there. So I was kind of trying to cheat the system by sliding my fasting window that late. But it's not what your body wants. So making that switch to earlier in the day, just game changer. So that's kind of the, the next level. Yeah, this next one is from Holly. She says, I'm 48, approximately 30 pounds overweight and in menopause for three years due to medication. No hot flashes or sudden weight gain. I've been fasting on and off for the past year. I eat very clean two to three times a week. Exercise recently at my highest weight, 163.3. I decided to jumpstart on May 30th. I've been fasting and my OMAD is just a hearty, healthy salad with uh, EVOO, which is extra virgin olive oil. Mm -hmm. um, no alcohol at all, which is hard. I love my wine. I've upped my workouts to 30 to 60 minutes, swimming five times a week and added weights. It's been over a week and I've seen no change, nothing. I know this is not a marathon, not a sprint, but I see so many people losing quickly with long fast and I just can't figure out what I'm doing wrong. All suggestions are greatly appreciated. Well, I will say one of the things that I see is that for me, I did intermittent fasting. The first time I did intermittent fasting, I didn't see the scale move for three solid weeks. And then all of a sudden I lost six pounds after three weeks. So, um, you know, that is a really big issue for a lot of people is that they, you know, just one week and they want to see instant results. And I feel like with fasting, sometimes it takes longer. What would you say to what she, her issue is? Yeah. So first and foremost, like always, I would be counting her protein to see if we're anywhere close to the amount she, she needs. Um, and I know it's a little tough on the restrictions of that OMAD diet. Uh, but after that, it kind of sounds like she might be overtraining. So that's another thing. You know, if you train too much, 
especially with that concept, like your body thinks it's in distress. Its natural reaction is to hold on to fat and burn more of your muscle off. So it's actually better to slow down everything, maybe cut some of those workouts out. And, uh, you know, instead of, instead of going an hour at a boot camp gym, you know, it's, it's better to do shorter, smaller workouts, like 20, 30 minute workouts and kind of following that time under tension I was talking about earlier. So, I mean, whatever workout you're doing, style, Pilates, yoga, you know, weight training, slow it down, use less weight and take longer to do each rep. Um, and almost to the point where you don't really need to even count the reps, just burn out. So if it's, if, so for mine, that's, you know, anywhere from 45 seconds to a minute and a half is kind of what I shoot for. So if I can, if I can't do 45 seconds, then I got to lower the weight. And if I'm going, you know, four minutes long, I got to hit that, increase that weight. Cause it's, you know, now you're just working on endurance and cardio. So just kind of following that time schedule, you don't really have to count reps anymore. You'll get more out of it. You'll still get that same hormonal response of building that lean muscle mass. And then the recovery is huge. So in her case, it doesn't sound like she's, who knows if she's getting enough protein, number one. Number two, it doesn't sound like she's getting the recovery. And so your body is just always in distress. It holds on to that fat and you never really build too much lean muscle mass, which is why you never get the benefit of having that higher BMR. So that's, I see that all the time, uh, you know, with, with kind of that CrossFit bootcamp style um, person that wants to train seven days a week. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you, um, there was this video that I saw and it was with Pete Davidson and he revealed that he jokingly gave Alec Baldwin exercise advice when he was hosting a Saturday Night Live. But Alec Baldwin took it really seriously. And Pete Davidson was like 27 years old. And when he was visiting the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon said, is it if he was asking him, is it true that he did a hundred push-ups and a hundred sit-ups? You know, after hearing that Alec, sixty, who was sixty-three, followed his workout regimen, meaning uh, Pete Davidson, yeah. and Pete Davidson was like, "No, I didn't want to be rude and tell Alec that I just still have a metabolism. <laughs> I'm not in my mid fifties, so to make him feel better, I was like, oh man, I do a hundred push-ups and a hundred sit-ups every day.'" And he was like, got it. And, you know, then he went and he, Alec did 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups every day. He was consistent. He actually lost 100 pounds. And now he just credits Pete Davidson for giving him <laughs> advice when he never even did that. Yeah. And you know what? On that point, you know, if you put in the time and burn those calories... It's not the best way, in my opinion, and it's very injury prone to, to work out that hard and that often. But if you put in that time, yes, you will burn calories and you will conform your body to what you want. But the second you stop, you didn't really build up any real lean muscle. You were just burning calories. And thus, that's when the fat just starts pouring back on. So for, you know, those hardcore, um, yeah, I don't want to keep saying CrossFitters, but just the hardcore endurance athletes that work out seven days a week. Yeah, you can stay as lean as you want as long as you don't have an injury. But the second that stops, they will just, you know, go the other way like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, this next question um, says, 
why am I from Brenda Brown? Why am I getting heartburn while fasting? Do you want to answer that one? If not, I will. Yeah. So it's just a influx. Yeah. I don't, I don't know much about, you know, the heartburn and digestive tract coming back up. I'll let you take that one. (laughs) Yeah. So basically it's really about stomach acid levels. Mm -hmm. So when there's no contents or food in the stomach for it to break down, when one's fasting, like stomach acid levels can start to increase. So usually what is important is I suggest taking um, digestive enzymes when you are eating um, because that really is always the help. Like whatever you do, do not take Tums. That is the number one thing. Like never, ever do it. Um, But like I have heard that before with a lot of people that they say fasting can cause heartburn. It's never done that for me. But the lack of food leads to a reduction in stomach acid. Um, and that is really what you you actually need more stomach acid. So taking digestive enzymes is really the way to go uh, if you're having that problem. And I, I am a big fan of um, mass enzymes, which is by BioOptimizers, which you guys know that's one of my favorite brands um, out there. So tell us about like the ideal workout. Like if you were at the gym and we were going to train with you, what would you say is the length? What would you be doing? How heavy of the weights would you be doing? And how much of your time would you be doing weightlifting? And how much of it would you be doing any kind of cardio at all? Yeah. So for the over 40 crowd, I love to, you know, start with at least two workouts a week. And that's almost pretty much what I do. Anything else would be, you know, light cardio. Um, but, you know, for the over 40 crowd, or I mean, for the under 30 crowd, and especially if you were doing sports or really trying to bodybuild and that kind of stuff, you know, we would do splits where we would do legs one day, like a focus on legs and a focus on chest one, another day, and then, you know, back on a different day. And, you know, unless you're getting paid to compete and do something, there's just no point in that anymore for the over 40 crowd. So it's better just to do full body workouts, maximize your time um, and still follow that time under tension principle. Slow everything down that you're doing, like I said, between the 45 and a minute and a half to to finish. And if you can go heavier, go heavier. You know, you don't want to go so light that you can you're just stopping, but you could have gone more. No, you should go until basically you can't even make a minute and a half of doing like rows or squats. And uh, you'll be amazed at how little weight it will take to get to that point, um, you know, doing no more than 30 minutes. And that's enough to give your body that stimulus of, okay, we need to grow these muscles. We're, we're in this uh, state of shock. And then it's your job is to recover. So not to, you know, go back that night and work out again or go hardcore the next day. No, you need to recover at least two days. So for certain people who want to amp it up a little more, then I was, okay, we'll, we'll do the third workout. Um, but you really need to watch out of, you know, how sore you are in certain areas and to avoid those areas if you are sore. But, you know, for almost every client, two days a week is fine. And anything else, it's kind of what your focus is. If you want to do a little car- like high cardio, high intensity stuff, just to, you know, get that heart health going, you know, that's fine. But if you're really looking to lose weight, Low and slow is the best. 
you know, mm-hmm. walking on an incline treadmill or walking. I love walking with a weight vest outside, but you want to keep your heart rate low and go for a good amount of time. That's where the magic happens for weight loss. And so what I do is I try to use those cardio days on my fasting day. So currently right now I'm finishing up a 48 hour fast and it took me a while to build up to this, but I've done, you know, some, uh, recumbent biked, um, cardio. I've gone on probably three or four walks with a weight vest for like three, four mile walks. And it's all low and slow, but I'm building up and maximizing my time because in a fasted state, you are a fat burning machine. So enhance it, use it. So that's kind of my theory on it. All right. One last question from Mylene Sky Portier. How do you estimate how many calories one is to eat with OMAD or one meal a day? And is it the same as for two meals a day? How would you answer that? So I'm not an expert at the OMAD diet, but if just just sticking with, you know, only eating at one time, I mean... There's only so much protein you can assimilate even with digestive enzymes. So in my world, that's a little a struggle to, to, to keep lean muscle mass on you. But you'll obviously take digestive enzymes. And if you could split it up into two, that would be preferable, at, at least for you know, my work of building lean muscle on you. Um, I'm not sure what the OMAD rules are or on how far you can do that. But you know, if we can get Usually two meals, say if you're going to do OMAD, that, that that really counts as like a four hour eating window. Oh, perfect. Then I, yeah, so hour say, one right? and hour four, so I would just one meal, but it's perfect. about hours. So if I can get, you know, 40 grams of protein with some digestive enzymes in each one of those meals, oh my God, I can do, I can do damage with that. Awesome. Well, this has been awesome. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Yeah. So, uh, my, uh, website is over 40 fitnesshacks.com and that's four zero not spelled out. And, uh, my podcast, obviously over, over 40 fitness hacks, uh, just on your favorite, you know, podcast player, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it may be. Awesome. And you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.